In this episode, we're going to talk about Boys Season 2, the first four episodes with my co-host Trevor. Yo, that's me. So, um, we're also going to talk about the Prince of Persia announcement, the remake, and also we're going to talk about the top five things that we like, ice cream. And also we're going to talk about our pick of the week. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Everyone, welcome to another episode of Just Being Amos Podcast with my co-host Trevor. It me. And yo, what's up, Trevor? What's up? <laughs> so you're in this episode right here. We are going to talk about season two of The Boys. And, you know, it was a, a, a hit in 2018, I think, when it came out. Or 2019. Uh, it was two years later. One I think of those, it was one of those years. It was a breakout <laughs> hit. The, the, days, the days just bleed into each other. It, God knows. <laughs> 2019 seems like... A, a millennia ago really you know yeah it's been so long ago like damn so yeah it was a breakout here for amazon um streaming service it um also like i said it was based off of a comic book by garth ennis and Derek robertson and like i said it was a hit everybody liked not everybody but there was there was a hit <laughs> so season two just came out two weeks ago i believe yeah so they, yes. they actually showed four episodes and we're going to talk about that, the reason why they're doing four episodes, why you're not binge watching it like other streaming services. And I think it was the choices of the creator of the show. And I think you and I talked about right. this. So so essentially what their, their release schedule is, instead of releasing them all at once so you binge watch them, they release the first three on that first Friday, and then they're going to be releasing one episode every week. Right. Yeah. And I have no problem with that. I mean, it's, it's cool with me. You know, this most conversation like for a podcast to talk about an episode, or we just talk about the entire damn series. But it's kind of cool when we do a podcast, talk about each episode each week. It's water, it's water cooler talk, you know. It's, right, and that was the that was the creative decision behind it. It was actually the um, the creators of the show that um, petitioned Amazon to release it that way because Amazon was reluctant to do that at first. But yeah, it, apparently what they wanted to do was to create it so that you would discuss individual episodes right. more than just, you know, you binge watch the whole thing and then you discuss a few things this way, you know, certain things that happen in the episode get a little bit more of your attention and, right. you know, you can have conversations with your friends and online. Right, right. I totally agree with you on that. But then if people got online and started rating the damn show. I'm yeah, like, you get those... There's no other word for it other than assholes yeah. who review bomb things. You know, they, they'll get on and they'll review bomb a movie they've never seen just so it has a terrible Rotten Tomato score. But it's like, you didn't even watch the movie. You really shouldn't be doing it. And in this case, they were like, well, I love the show. It's like five stars. But because of the release schedule, I'm only going to give it one star. Man, get and it's, it, it's like, yeah, the ratings... Um, like as in the viewership ratings oh, yeah. are probably going to impact whether they renew it for a third season more so than the critic score. Right. But the stupid thing they have to realize <laughs> is that I love this show, but I don't like the release schedule. So I'm going to review bomb it so that it looks really bad. And then they'll decide. And then what's going to end up happening is they may be like, 
well, people don't like it, so we're going to cancel it. And yeah. then your show is gone. And it's like... Assholes like yeah, you. Because you were a stupid motherfucker. <laughs> stupid, greedy, selfish, you know, impatient motherfuckers. So it's like, knock that shit off, guys. Yes, yeah, really, man. Get your panties out. I mean, just, just, right. just stop. And the rating of the show should have nothing to do with the release schedule. It's Nothing. that, you know, the rating of the show has to do with the actual content of the show. Yeah, Keep right. it that way. Rotten Tomatoes. If you, if you don't like the way it's being released... Contact, you know, contact Amazon, you know, do it, you know, put a complaint in something like that. Yeah, you always do when you get messed up your orders, right? <laughs> right, exactly. You know, don't put it in the review. This, that's just stupid. Yeah, and then, right so far, Ron Tomatoes got a 98% rating. Come on, man. The critics gave you 98%. Right. Yeah, so, so stop bitching, everybody. Yeah. Go watch the show. If you want to binge watch, wait till it's over and do it one time. Yeah, I think I was looking at it the other day when I was watching episode four, and it right. was like like two and a half stars or something was oh. the rating. Yeah, <laughs> because of that stupid shit. Wow. But, but you know what? That's not going to hurt them anyway, because Zari Green lived for season three already. I think. Right. So, I mean, it doesn't matter. They go complain and bitch about, oh, no, we're going to see it every Friday. I want to watch it in one time. I don't mind. I right. really don't mind at all. And I mean, especially with the, you know, the, um, the coronavirus and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, it gives you something to do every week. Thank you. you. Know, something to look forward to. Selfish bastards. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, anyway. Just, we've just gotten to, you know, to the point where we're completely impatient and entitled, you know, it's, <laughs> it's like when we were kids, you know, everything was, oh. and I mean, it just like normal TV is, but it is weekly. Yeah. And we didn't have DVRs, you nope. know, maybe you had a VHS tape to record it, but if you missed an episode, you might be able to catch it during the summer on rerun, but that was it. Yeah, that's right. Y'all were lucky. We had to wait. So, yeah, things have changed a lot. So See, they don't think like that, right. man. That's but, crazy. Yeah, they're just used to getting everything, you know, at the at their fingertips right away. And Oh my goodness, man. Yeah. That's that's a spoil. Spoil. Yeah, right. Spoil. <laughs> I mean, I'm not everybody spoiled, but we know who you you know who you are. Yeah. You made that damn critique about one star. Come on, man. Get off of your ass and stop being selfish. Anyway, we're going to talk about the four episodes. There's going to be spoilers, guys. So if you have not seen season one, I'm sorry. If you haven't watched season two, I'm sorry. But there are going to be spoilers in these episodes we're going to talk about, okay? So it's so far, it's been four episodes, like you said. The first three came out on a Friday. I think came out on September 1st. Yeah. Fourth. fourth, fourth the yeah. fourth. Okay, September the 4th. first was a Tuesday. Right. So... They made it come out every Friday or so, right? So the first three, <laughs> the first three episodes, man, good lord, because we could talk all night about this shit, man. But right. we're gonna try to dissect it in the entirety of it, not them episode by episode. Right, so. right, right. I especially with the first three, I oh, can't remember, remember the breakdown of each episode. Yeah. So, so spoiler alert, guys. So after season one, our main character, one of the characters. Uh, it was from the boys. His name is Billy Butcher. You know, he's been looking for his wife. You know, the Homelander, one of the heroes of the seven, he uh, was part of his wife being dis- disappearing. I think that was the whole thing for Butcher in the beginning of the first season. Right. Well, he's, yeah, he's been gunning after Homelander and the, the soups because yeah. um, Homelander raped his wife right. and then he believed she killed her. Killed her. But he learned at the end that she wasn't dead. Like Homelander actually flew to the house, dropped Billy on the lawn, Billy Butcher on the lawn, and you know revealed. His, yeah, his wife came out and also revealed he had a, she had a son 
who looked exactly like Homelander and his eyes even lit up like Homelander's do. Right. <laughs> um, and that's where we left off season one. Right. So in the beginning of season two, episode one, we see um, Mother Milk, Frenchie, um, Huey. Huey. And they are, they first of all, they are wanted criminals now. Right. Because that has... the, they've all basically been blamed for the the murder of Madeline Stowe. Stowe, I think it's Stowe. Yeah, what, she yeah. was the PR for Vault. Yeah, um, the manager and stuff for the. Is Madeline Stowe an actress? And I'm just, anyway, well, this is Elizabeth Shue's character. Right, Elizabeth Shue's character. Yes. Um, <laughs> so. So yeah, they they're wanted for the murder of her. You know, primarily Billy Butcher, but because they're associates, you know. Right. Um, you know, obviously he didn't kill her. Homelander did by frying her damn face off. Dude, which is pretty disgusting. <laughs> Psychopath, man. He's sociopath. He really is. But you no, know, in the season two, we pick up. Um, they are hiding, and they're hiding is to. They're basically hiding in a a, a porn. No. What is a pawn shop? I think it was a pawn shop. It's a pawn shop. First. It's the basement back, you know, back room of a pawn shop where they do, like, you know, there's, but it's a, illegal it, shit. Yeah, it's drug running and stuff going <laughs> on there. So they're just basically camping out there. Yeah, so they camping out there, man. Huey's over there, love sick because of Starlight. You know, they, they back and forth. Then you got Mother Milk. He's working on a house. He's building a dollhouse doll for his for, daughter. Yeah. Yes. Then Frenchie, Frenchie being Frenchie, he's. Running drugs and drinking and doing things and what's her name? Kamiko. Kamiko, because in the book they named her something. They She's never just gave the her female. the female. Yeah, in she the doesn't book. have a name in the, the comics. comics. Yeah, which I'm glad they gave her a name in this. Well, yeah. I mean, I want. I hope that the whole point of calling her the female in the book was kind of to draw attention, since it's kind of a satire. Yeah, it is. Is to draw the attention to the fact that. A lot of times women are just like nameless and mute and, you know, it's like that's the ideal woman. Right. It's just, you know, the woman who is quiet and, you know, doesn't talk, you know, it doesn't, oh. <laughs> it doesn't really have a name or a personality. I think that was the idea. The idea but but of course was... you can't do that. She is, a, she is mute right. in the show, but yeah, she, they gave her an actual name so that yeah, she's, she's, she's not just like, yeah. She's deadly. Personalityless. Yes. You heard of silent but deadly, but she's deadly. <laughs> I'm no I mean she's mute and everything. I'm not trying to make a fun of a mute person, but it, she's deadly. She could kick your ass and kill you. Yes. So well, that's yeah, she is she's the one soup that they that, actually that, have on their team. Right. And no, she didn't get it willingly. Like everybody found out in season two how the soups were made. You know, well, the, was, the world does when the world they reveal it. We already knew at the end of season one that right. it was because of compo- uh, compound V was given to children. Why they give it another letter V? Hmm, that's a good question. Call it compound V. Why the letter V? Because Vought, the company Vought, is Vought. Okay. Or Victoria's or victims. I'm just fucking around. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's other <laughs> things that, you know, yeah, reasons know. for it. But. but yeah, man, but um, season, season two just started off like. What well, season one picked up, we left off at. It's just the, the the craziness of it, you know. And I was talking to you earlier. I was talking to you about it, man. I said, you know what? There's a lot of head explosion in this motherfucker, man. Uh, yeah. just, I'm sorry, it, it was like ripping heads, heads exploding. Yeah, there was a lot of yeah heads ripping off. Yeah, head exploded. And I mean, I'm cool with that because it's yeah, what it, is. It's it's very graphic, just as you'd expect if you you know if you saw the first season. Then yes. yeah, it's. It's the same thing, you know. You'll see the same goriness. But you know, the three episodes was like that. But then episode four was not like that. I don't know. Did you see what did Liberty the... did to that one guy's face? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
Oh, we want to talk about liberty. I want you to talk. Yeah, about we'll liberty. we'll get we'll get to that. Yeah. So, um, so we get in season one. Huey is, is still talking to Starlight. He's depressed and stuff like that because right, they're on they, the run. Right, the, they're on the run. He's kind of yeah in hiding. Um, but Starlight is mad at him because he basically lied the entire time to her. Right. Um. So even though she did save them at the end, um, of the first season, yeah, she's still upset with him, but. She understands that trying to get the world to know about Compound V is important to take Vought down and right. um, and the the seven, uh, you know, the group of the quote unquote Justice League of the oh. of the um, this universe. Bunch of self serving pricks. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, so she's working with him to try and get the Compound V. Um, and so they're they they're text messaging each other like in secret with burner phones and right, yeah. you know SIM cards that they destroy and stuff like that, um, and then you know meet up uh, at, from time to time. Yeah, and I mean it was it's, it's very tricky and very um, what's the word? Thanks. Yes. What they doing? And they come to the realization, Mother Milk. That's a funny name to give a black guy. Man. It is weird. Mother I'm sorry, Smoke, Mother yes. Milk. <laughs> which, which is funny, too, because when you're watching this show, you're like, this is the wrong guy to name Mother's Mother Milk. Milk. Yeah. I, I texted you like yeah. when I was watching the first episode. I was like, have you watched the first episode yet? I mean, either way, all I, all I got to say is they've named the wrong person Mother's Milk. Explain that to the people. Okay. They really should have named Homelander Mother's Milk because he is creepy. Yes, he like, is. You know, he had that whole like mother lover whatever weird creepy relationship with elizabeth shoes character you know she was she was uh she had a newborn baby right so she would be breastfeeding a lot in the first show and well basically he goes into her old office and he finds her refrigerator a little refrigerator unit and then looks in the freezer and finds one of her old like breast milk uh, bottles yeah. that's still in there. So he quickly uses his X-ray vision to heat it up, mm-hmm. and then he just starts like licking creepily, it. sexually, like licking oh, it yeah. with like his tongue and just oh, so uncomfortable. It's just dude, so creepy, so nasty, And that's not the only time he did it. In episode four as well, you know, you know there was did. that one scene with the the you know uh, the, with basically you know. Um, Elizabeth Shue's character, even though she's dead, yeah, yeah. is in this episode, and she's just like feeding him milk by putting her two <laughs> fingers in it and then putting it in his mouth and rubbing it around. And he's just, Ugh. Ugh, Ugh. it's just really creepy. It's like, please knock off the milk. <laughs> it's worse than all the violence. <laughs> Yo, it's terrible, dude. They need to make a warning at the end. You know, it's like violence, language, strong sexual content, creepy milk drinking. You know? <laughs> Yo, he was creepy, man. That dude, that he got problems, man. Homelander, is, Homelander does have yes, a lot issues, of problems, man. And that's what's making so him so dangerous, man. Well, that what's that's what makes him compelling as a character. Yeah. Um, is that yeah, he's. He's like practically indestructible. He's like super strong. He's got all these powers, you know, like the x-ray vision. He can cut you in half, you know, he's super strong. So yeah, he can just kind of rip you apart, you know, choke you to death pretty easily, that sort of stuff. And he's like unhinged. Yes. And this is always the thing about Superman. Like what does Superman actually go unhinged and do the shit that he does? Because no one can stop him. Right. And And that's the thing is every, and that's, what makes it compelling but you know at the same time you're kind of like on edge the whole time and it's like what starlight says is that you basically 
all the all the people in the Vought building, or at least all the other soups in the Seven, they're like walking on eggshells. Yeah, because they 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 constantly feel like they're gonna walk around the corner and there's Homelander and he's gonna kill him. Mm-hmm. Or you know, it's like, and so as you see in oh. this in this um, this season. Each time he confronts the people, they're all trying to hide something, and then he confronts them on what they're trying to hide. And oh, they're, they're like, oh, shit on right. and they're like, oh shit! How does he know this? What's he gonna do to me? Yeah, and, you know. And each time you're like, what is he gonna do to them? He's more of a tyrant. Exactly. Is that what it is to me? It's like a tyrant. Like he's of that company. You know, if you need an answer to me, no one else. Right. And that's the attitude that he has. But you know what? The crazy part is that he had the attitude, but the suits that own that mean to run it. Not well, the suits, the yeah, suits. not the soups, yeah. The I mean, suits, the people in suits, right? The business people, the managers, so, yeah, the president, got, the CEOs. Yeah, what is his name? Giancarlo Esposito, yeah, or yeah, whatever, right, the actor. Yeah. He's, he's not afraid of that guy. I mean, it that scene, yeah, where <laughs> Homelander is like, This is the way it's supposed to be, and it's supposed to go through me, and he's basically like, Fuck you, no, nope, you know, I'm the I'm the, <laughs> the guy who runs this place, and blah blah blah. And, you see the look on Homelander's face. It's I was like, waiting. He got put in his play. Yeah, I was waiting for him to get vaporized. Was just he beamed him or something. Like, oh shit. Right, but at least he's smart enough to know he can't do that, or you know, yeah, all shit's gonna go down. Because that's the thing, man. He, everybody, like you said, is on eggshells with him, but not that guy. No, and that, that's what makes him badass is you're just like, oh, don't fuck with this guy. <laughs> Yo, he's a badass in Mandalorian, too. Well, that's the thing I'm saying. Like, in all the shows he's in now, yeah. it's like, this is the guy you don't fucking mess with. I mean, he he plays that character, like, to perfection. <laughs> Yo, he was, I remember he was in a community. He was um, Chevy Chase's brother, half-brother. Oh, uh, yeah. Remember the episode? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yo, but man, yeah, but I, was, I found it very interesting that Homelander was put in his place. He was like, okay. I got nothing for this guy. He's not scared of me. In other words, you know, other people are frightened of me. And he put that man, he put Homelander in his place. I'm like, wow. Right. So, yeah. So, Homelander, uh, since we're on the subject of Hom- Homelander, there's a new member of the Seven. And this is why he, can, you know, this is why he. Uh, um, uh, Stormfront. Right. This is why he confronted, you know, Giancarlo Esposito's character in the first place was because. He thought that he was supposed to have all say in recruiting. Yeah, recruiting. But then all of a sudden they add this new female um, member called Stormfront. Yeah. And Stormfront, when we first meet her, she's just very, you know, like she's like doing her TikTok or, yeah. you know, her Instagram. Instagram yeah. And so like people are instantly responding on her and she's like responding to their texts. And, you know, she's showing them shooting a video or a, a commercial with, you know, Homelander and uh, Maeve, the um, what's oh. her name? Maeve. Queen, it's with, Queen Maeve. Queen Maeve, yeah, yeah. okay. And uh, with a uh, a military guy, but yeah. he's actually an actor, and that's what she's showing. She's like, ha-ha, like they'd really be on set, <laughs> and this guy's an actor, and hey, check this out, guys. And, you know, and so she starts to very, be very, like, in your face and is, like, not going to put up with this shit. So it's right. like, oh, and here's the script for this, you know, the Seven movie we're making. And she's like, uh, I have some notes. And you know, yeah, That and was just, funny. Right. And so so at first you're kind of like, I kind of like this girl's attitude. She's very like, take no shit. And it's right. like, you know, you're not going to put us in our place. We have a say too. Ba-a-a. But <laughs> as time goes on, we start to learn a little bit more about her. And she is not a good person. So in one of the episodes, the latest episode, we found out. Well, so, well, episode three, three. at the end of episode three is when we kind of get to you know to see her in action oh and kind my of, goodness right that was awful man 
Right. So um, that was awful what she did. <laughs> right. So essentially, one of the things that um, you know Huey and Mother's Milk and Frenchie and Kimiko uh, do is they discover that through this whole you know drug underground Com- thing, they find out that they're actually also importing like people they're basically doing yet yeah, human trafficking, trafficking. They, they didn't know anything about um, he it. didn't know anything so about it but then when they check and they look at the footage at the boat that they were releasing it turns out that one of the guys on the boat is a soup that came over from um some like, asian country I yeah believe. japan or somewhere like that but um so then uh, uh you know kimiko is trying to communicate but she's mute and she's trying to communicate with frenchie and she keeps writing boy, boy. And he's boy. like, I don't understand. I don't understand. And then we find out once they track him down, it turns out it's her brother. Right. He so, was experimenting on like her. Right. So then it becomes kind of complicated because Butcher made an, an agreement with the former uh, CIA the, um, yeah. field agent, I think. Right. Um, that if he brings in the soup to her, she'll get him, uh, his- tell him where his wife is because yeah. He basically got dumped in the middle of a, you know, a, a restaurant, <laughs> restaurant parking lot afterwards. Yeah, uh, which we learn is because his wife made a deal with Homelander that if he spared him, Homelander would be able to come and visit his son. Right. Um, and so I think Homelander liked uh, Billy because at the end of season three, when he blew up the house, he said, "You gonna really kill yourself." Well, he has a respect for him because, like you know, like we said last time, is that Billy is the or Butcher is the only person who's never who wasn't scared of him. Mm-mm. You know, he he because he can hear heart rates and he right. knew his heart rate wasn't elevated, mm-hmm. and he's like, "You're not fucking scared of me." It's like yeah, you yeah. are you are willing to blow yourself up with me if it means killing me, and I can respect that. Yeah, he's there. So that. he does have a certain amount of respect for him, but. Um, just a little bit. Right, just in, in that case. But he'd still kill him at the drop of a hat. Right. Yeah, it's um, – anyway, um, so he had made a deal. So now they managed to get her brother, and they kind of take him into captivity, and he's trying to escape. <laughs> and, you know, now it gets complicated because it's her – it's Kimiko's brother. So it's like, do you give him over? Do you not? And then, yeah, this is – this gr- the boys are kind of you know their group is kind of incompetent it in really certain respects. Is. <laughs> so of course you know they're hiding out on a boat waiting for them to come and you know meet up with them so they can do the transfer and it's like you know shit's gonna go backwards and it did and it does. <laughs> so then you know the the seven comes after them. But then about first first who came after them was the deep right and yeah I we'll we'll get out we'll get into that but the <laughs> point funny. you know um we'll get back to the the deep story uh, essentially they managed to escape. Except then Stormfront is, well, Homelander gets sidetracked or, you know, sidelined because uh, Kimiko's brother basically drops like a whole bus on him or something like that and like buries him underground. Right. So he has to make his way out. Meanwhile, Stormfront chases the brother and Kimiko. Right. And uh, she's, she's stronger than the two. So she manages to knock Kimiko out of the way. They run through this building and, she and just, she's killing. She basically just, yeah, it, it's mostly, it's like a low income housing. So most of the people in it are Hispanic or black or yeah. whatever. And you kind of get the idea that maybe she's not being too careful because she doesn't give a shit about them. Um, and so yeah, she's just zapping them left and right or throwing them out the and, window. And, and, and the man said, what are you doing? And he, she killed him. I'm right. Like, so just, yeah, exactly. It's like, didn't even, he wasn't even in the way. She could have just kept going, but she didn't. 
So then they have a fight on the rooftop. She knocks Kimiko out of the way. Um, she's going to go for her, but then the brother jumps back over to the building and then he gets caught and she just like <laughs> rips off like his hand. So now his yeah. power, which was it's kind of using his hands. like a levitation or, you know, telekinesis that he used his hands for mm -hmm. is he's now powerless. And then she's just like, she starts choking him and she's like, I like to watch the, you know, <laughs> I like to watch the light go all out. Wow. And yeah. then, yeah. And then she just. <laughs> And, and, and then I'm, I'm, when she did that, like, oh, this bitch right here. I thought I'm thinking, like, damn, right. this is, she is evil. Yes. But we come to find out why she's like that in in episode four. Right. So Huey, Starlight, and Mother's Milk makes a trip to North Carolina because they have a, a story. The, well, the, the CIA operative that Butcher was working with gives Butcher um, a, picture. a picture of this superhero named Liberty, Liberty, but we can't see her face right. in the picture. It's covered up. And then it has an address on the back in North Carolina. Yeah, so they, so. they do a road trip to North Carolina while Butcher goes to find his wife because the CIA operative gave him the, the address, address where his, his wife was, even though he failed to you know, um, deliver the, uh, the Kimiko's yeah. brother like he agreed But she to. felt bad and guilty about it. Right. So they make the road trip to North Carolina, you know, Mother's Milk, Huey, and uh, Starlight, they bond a little bit. And so they get to the place of the address. And address is from, uh, I recognize this actress. She was on Different World. Remember back in the day, the Different World with uh, the yeah. spin off the Cosby show? Yes. I can't think of her name. Uh, no. Um, but she opened the door for Mother's Milk, and she didn't want them there because come to find out that when she was younger. Yeah, when she, she was just a little, little girl. girl. At 11 years old, she saw her brother get murdered by Liberty. Right. But what happened is Vault came to her family, and they was coming for her, but they came to the family and paid them measly $2,000 to hush them up. Right. Don't say a word. But come to find out. That Liberty, she, and they say, where's Liberty now? They want to know, well, this is how she looked. And then she gave her the newspaper. Right. And yeah. it's a picture of a storm front. front. And they're like, wait, how <laughs> is that possible? You know, this happened like, what, 50 years, years ago, ago? Something yeah. like that. It's like, now she's this, still young looking. But this is in the South, right? Right. So when she witnessed her brother getting killed, and she's in the South, you black, and she Man, she killed this dude. She punched him in the face. I mean, well, she definitely made it like, you know, oh, you're just another the black, black guy. guy. You know, it's definitely a racist It was a racist statement, statement in, that she you know, made. that she didn't care that or specifically because he was black, she took great pleasure in killing Can him. I, and yeah, just like beat, beat, beat his face. Yo, it was mashed in and everything. Now when you go back to see, I mean, episode three, you see the reason what she did. She cared less about the Hispanic and the black. And right. Because she was like that back in episode four when she was Liberty. I'm like, right. oh, okay, I get it. I thought it was okay. I see now why the way she is, and and I I, I was shocked. Like, damn, she's she's fifty or six years old, right? And she's, she's a like, lot she's older. In 30s. And, yeah, and as we as we kind of learn when, um, basically, Homelander has been feeling insecure because of she's course. kind of started to come in and step on his toes. Yeah, and he was mad that she killed Kimiko's brother because that, that was, was his. that was his target. Yeah. You know, so he's he's mad that now he's. He feels like he's fighting for the leadership or whatever. So he confronts her and she's like, whoa, chill. You know, <laughs> hey, I may have pushed you a little too hard. You know, you got to learn to adapt to the times yeah. and you got to, you know, play the thing. And it's like, you're too busy 
doing all of these ads and trying to like win over America, and you can't she win did. everybody she over. Said, she said, yeah. "He said they love me, but no, you right. need love. You don't need love. You need soldiers." That's right. what she said. Right? Like, oh, She's like, "Yeah, you may have love or whatever, but right. I've got an Some army." Army, yeah, you need right. soldiers. Like, oh god. So basically, yeah, she's whipping her her. Um, her fans up into like a cult like what status. Sound like? What does that sound like? Right, exactly. I mean, it's <laughs> it's very modern day. You know, white supremacist. You know, yeah. our, our you know dear leader. Um, so, right, and that's definitely what what they're going for. Yeah. So I mean, he and he just stopped and thought about it. He said, okay. But then when he left her, he went back to the cabin. Right. Okay. So let's <laughs> describe the cabin because we did mention that yeah. Madeline was back even though she was dead. Okay, so at first, he goes to the cabin, like, earlier in the episode, and she's there, you know, in, like, lingerie, and she's got that cup of milk, and she's like, hey, how was your day? You know, and it's like, here, would you like some milk? And just, you know, starts feeding him, like, really creepily and everything, and then just kind of, you know, hey, come and lay come and lay down on the couch and so he puts his head in her lap and she's like stroking his hair and you know just kind of being it's like you are the seven you are in charge right. you know just kind of reaffirming that you know he's he's all that in a bag of chips like he thinks he is <laughs> yeah you know and then all of a sudden it's like she transforms and it turns out it's doppelganger that guy who framed the um, senator who framed the, the senator because yeah he can he can shape shift basically yeah. and then you're like oh <laughs> and he's like god damn it change back change back <laughs> so he instantly changes back and so you're like okay because at first you were like what the hell is she doing here i thought she was dead maybe he faked it maybe but no that was not the creepiest part of that cabin when he went back to the cabin after right was yeah, Stormfront. Yeah, yeah. Then later, after he's confronted Stormfront and he's kind of getting this idea that, you know, he needs to start tackling things in a different, from a different angle. Yeah. Then, yeah, yeah she got, basically comes down, does the whole thing. It's like all a routine. Right. Because she says the same thing. She starts in the same place, comes over with the milk and puts it in his mouth. And, you know, he's just a he little. Wanna, right. Yeah, and then he, he stops her and he's like, you know, nope. Don't want this. And so then all of a sudden, Doppelganger changes into, into him. him. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. And it's kind of like doing this mirror reflection. And it's like, you know, uh, you want to see what you look like? You want to see how strong you are? You want to, this is what you want? And he's like, and I'm going to suck your Yo, dick. Yeah, I'm like, and it's not gay because you're sucking like your, your own, own dick. dick. And it, just, it starts getting on his knees. And you're just like, whoa, this I'm is like, getting really fucking creepy. I was like, dude, this is a little bit too much, <laughs> right. man. Like, but then, like, all things with Homelander, you're like, you know, uh-oh, is he pushing the boundaries too hard here? What's going to... And of course he does, and Homelander snaps his snaps neck. his neck, so now Doppelganger's gone. Damn, I'm like, ooh, you, not, not good. You suck your own. Like, you suck your own dick. Yeah. <laughs> God, man, oh man, yeah, this show is. I read this out there, right? <laughs> so yeah. Um, now I want to touch on. The okay, thing, so yeah, the deep. let's kind of go back. Okay, so the deep. The last time we left the deep. He was in what Ohio or something yeah, like that, Ohio, right. um, you know, taking a timeout from the seven because of his, you know, sexual assault transgressions. Right. Um, and you know, he was kind of starting to feel. Well, he kind of was like, he was getting it on with that one woman, and then she just started like with playing his with his gills and like hurting him and like shoving it in, and you know, in a way, you're kind of like, well. Yeah, she's kind of doing to him what he's done to others. So, you know, maybe he'll kind of have a new perspective on this. But at the same time, that's just wrong. Don't do that. He's saying stop. Um, 
and then uh but it it turns out what we start to learn is that he has um Poor self-esteem. Right. Yeah, he has self-esteem issues mm-hmm. about his gills. He mm-hmm. thinks they're hideous. You know, people have told him that they're hideous, and so, you know, he kind of he doesn't want to take his shirt off ever, and he's, you know, um, they are hideous. Right. I mean, they're they're nasty. They're but, nasty. You know, they're, <laughs> it's it's part of his part of his thing. Um, but then he basically, we start to kind of see some more. Um, equivalent superheroes starting oh, yes. to show up it's like earlier with homelander one of the ones they were that they were showing him that he could recruit, recruit oh, for the seven kid. yeah it was like this um he's kind of like a daredevil right um he's blind, but yeah all the other he's blind but yeah he's doing all these martial arts and his hearing is heightened and everything like that and then homelander is like oh that's great you're doing great kid and then just like whacks the side of his head and his ears start bleeding and he's out on the ground and he's like you know, now he's deaf, and so he's completely useless. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> and you're like, fuck, that was not cool. That's wrong. But one of the ones we meet here is that there's basically a Hawkeye, right. you know, alternate. Um, so he's the bow and arrow guy. <laughs> yeah. And he comes to uh, the deep and wants to help him and, you know, comes across like this whole spiritual journey and, right. you know, you got to build yourself up. And he brings in this... This like she's this counselor or whatever named Self-help. Carol, right? And you know they're like, "Oh, are you trying to get me to do therapy?" And they're like, "No, therapy is destructive. This is not therapy. <laughs> you know, this is like you know, counseling or whatever." And it's I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically a religion slash cult. That's a cult, is what it is. What it is, right? And so they kind of are trying to get him to open up and be, you know, confident about himself and understand his mistakes. Yeah. And, you know, the, their job is they're trying to get him to join the seven again. Right. Yeah. You know, to be able to be accepted on the seven again. And so that one point they give him, he's they, they, not really buying into it. He's not getting it. They give him a drink. So they give him like, yeah, this drugged drink. <laughs> and he just kind of goes on this weird trip <laughs> where he suddenly his gills talking. start talking to him with, Patton Oswalt's voice, by the way. Oh, I don't know if you noticed that. That, is, that yeah. was his voice, wasn't it? And then they start singing, You are so beautiful to me. Together. And then, you know, he's pretty hilarious. But scene. then he got himself together and he said he started feeling good about himself. Right? right. So now he's feeling a little bit more confident about his gills and, right. you know, accepting that that's part of him. Right. Now moving forward. Right. So then when the boys were on the boat and getting um, away from and they're trying to run away, all of a sudden all these sharks and, you know, a whale and everything start coming after them and they're like, Whoa, what the hell? <laughs> and then there's the deep on a sperm whale like riding and he's like, you know, hey, get him. And then uh and then they're gonna go for like this little cave Dream. cove or whatever. Right. Um, and he and goes he, to block them off. With the so, whale. Right, with the whale. So he moves the whale, beaches the whale right in front of it. And then, you know, and so you think, oh, they're going to stop. Butcher's like, hell, ram it. <laughs> go full blast. Boom, right into the side of this whale. And it's like, I said, damn. You're like, oh, the poor fucking whale. <laughs> you thought the dolphin scene from season one was bad. <laughs> damn, that damn whale was horrible, man. Now they're, now they're all inside the whale, like there's guts. And everybody's just guts is bloody <laughs> everywhere. He didn't want to move. He said, I don't know. No. I don't want to know. I don't want to move. No, just no. He said, no. <laughs> poor whale, man. But the deep. You know, you feel sorry for the dude, man. He's he trying to do right. <laughs> he is. He is one of the ones that seems to be trying to actually get better. Yes. But yes, he's being drawn into a cult, which is probably never a good thing. Never, man. Um, and then 
like season or episode four, we start to see just kind of randomly interspersed. There's just the interviews, these, these women that look like they're being interviewed, talking about what love is to them yeah. and everything like that. And, you know, some of them are a little strange. Some of them are a little, you know, one starts talking about these dead skeletons they found in a cave, you know, thousands of from thousands of years ago, <laughs> hugging each other. And that was and then there's another one who's just like, I'm very sexual. And, you know, I think I think, you know. You need to you need to do anything for your man yeah, then, and then, stuff like that. Then one had we had dated the guy she said for a week or so. He's an Ed Sheeran. Oh yeah, the Ed Sheeran <laughs> fan. And then she shows the, the tattoo yeah, that yeah that he made her get an Ed Sheeran <laughs> tattoo. And then she two weeks later he broke up with her. <laughs> <laughs> like, you fool. <laughs> so yeah, it's um, so then at the end you see that they're doing interviews for his wife. So these are all members of the, the same, same cult, cult or whatever yeah. that you know he's. Um, and he's like, oh, it's totally that sexual one. That's totally my woman, you know, or whatever. That yeah. she's the one. And Carol is like, no, he's not. No, she's not. You're going to go for the creepy skeleton. She doesn't say creepy skeleton. Yeah, yeah. You're going to go for whatever. And he's like, the creepy skeleton lady? <laughs> oh, no way. No way. And she's like, yes, if you want to get back in the seven, you know, you need to, you know, you need to have a woman that's going to be, you know, a, a, a good woman, you know, good presenting, that sort of things. So obviously he's being groomed for these things that he doesn't even want. No, he doesn't. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that storyline. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying, but everyone, every member of the seven had their little story in this season so far, including A Train, because you know season in season one, Starlight helped him out because he went. Right, he had a heart attack heart because attack. he kept taking the compound, compound V, v right. um, to kind of get his edge because he was afraid that he was slowing down and you know younger guys were going to be faster than him. And uh, he had a heart attack. Um, Starlight, Starlight kind of brought him back um, with her power. Uh, she kind of resuscitated him. And then he was in a coma for a while. Mm-hmm. So he wakes up from the coma at one. And she and was then, there when he... She right. Was, she well, she went know. and visited him like every day. Yeah. Um, but she's kind of worried like, you know, is he going to say something about the fact that she helped out the boys and, you know, stuff like that. And so he's kind of like following her around at first and being suspicious and everything like that. But eventually, she kind of blackmails him. Yeah, um, she manages to get the compound V um, from that guy who from that one guy, yeah, who can regenerate his things. And yeah, he has a creepy thing going on. Dude, where he basically, yeah, he basically sells himself and has people just kind of, you know, people who have like those fetish of those weird people. fetishes of yeah, or, you know, they want to get some aggression out because they have some fetish for like you know cutting people or whatever and he's just like you know hey whatever your thing is go ahead yeah. and the guy just chops, chops his, his arm, arm off but then he shit. said um you want to you want to chop my dick my, my dick oh yeah he's like i'll throw in <laughs> the dick, dick for an extra two thousand or something like that or whatever Damn. and the guy is like where's the nearest atm in any case because she used to know him at her old church from yeah. like high school or something like that yeah. um or college, one or the other. But in any case, so she managed to get. He works in the the lab because he's great for research yeah. because they can just cut pieces <laughs> off of him and they grow back. So he manages to get the compound V for her. Um, a train catches her and takes it from her, but she manages to blackmail him into giving it back because he points out that he killed his girlfriend, um, Popclaw. And that the way it was, she had like seven needle sticks that were all simultaneous, and one of them even went through the bone. And it's like, how is that possible unless you're a super speedy person? Mm -hmm. So he gives it back, and now they kind of have a mutual understanding. I don't tell on you, you don't tell on me thing. But But 
he's having problems with his heart. So he'll start running and then all of a sudden he'll have to stop because he feels like he's going to have another heart attack. And then we find out in episode four that um, Homelander. Homelander is aware of this and basically boots him out of the seven. Yeah. So a train is no longer on the seven. Now I wonder how he's going to react now since he's out of the seven that he knows the secret for starlight, but then right. Homelander confronted starlight in the elevator. Right. And um, he and said, don't you lie to me. Right, and he looked like he was about to the choke her. To, yeah. But then she's like, you know, she's like, am I lying to you? And says, like, the whole, you know, it's like, Huey broke my heart. He, you know. Which, I'm, the truth. Right, and it was the truth. Um, so, yeah, so he let he lets her go. But, yeah, Homelander is making a lot of problems for a lot of people. And, you know, with Maeve and her mm-hmm. um, her her former lover, uh-huh. you know, because she's, she's a lesbian. Uh, she had a re- lesbian relationship, and then she actually visited her in the hospital because she had an appendix burst. So now he overheard a, a phone conversation. So now he's aware of her relationship, and you're like, and he confronts her after they were just on a talk show, and you're like, oh shit! And you know, Maeve is obviously like freaking out, and he's like, what? I want you to be happy. Is oh, that so wrong? I just want you to be happy. That's a fuck, that's Look, a, I'm happy for you. And that's you're a like, lie. That's a lie. That's a lie, he's, man. He's feeling betrayed and he's mad. And what's going to, you know, what is he really going to do next? Yo, so. he's, he's dangerous, man. But, you know, to me, this whole, so far this season, I'm really enjoying this season, man. There's so much going on. And, you know, it, it is. And they're managing to give everybody, you know, time um, right. and, you know, a, a, a direction. And right. so. You know, yeah. that, that's the one thing the show does well is that I think we mentioned it last time is that even though most of these superheroes mm-hmm. are terrible fucking people yeah. and you hate the things they're just, it's despicable the things they do, they manage to flesh them out enough that sometimes you do feel bad for them. Yeah. But you not know. Stormfront, though. No, not no, so, no. Oh, well. Was, and you don't feel bad for home. Well, you feel a little bad for Homelander cause, sometimes cause because Homelander of, was raised in because a lab. of his past. Yes. yes, and he was lied to his entire life and never had a mother and all that other stuff. And, you could see his problem, right? And we didn't even touch on the you know visiting the his son, and oh, he keeps yeah. trying to push his son to be another him, and obviously his mother is trying to raise him without superpowers on this. You know, facility where there's nobody else around. They're in a protected facility that Vought put them in. Um, and so she's trying to raise him to be a good kid, to be, um, to do the right thing and not to use his powers. And of course, Homelander doesn't like this. And he's like pushing him, like, hey, you know, use your power. You could do whatever, yeah. you know. Pushed him right, off the roof. Says, you can fly. And then pushes him off the roof to get him to. And he just. <laughs> crashes right on the floor on the ground but um yeah that part was weird like homelander trying to play dad yeah and he's like i love you son yeah and, you know hey let's go throw the and it's just it's, it's forced it's and awkward and creepy, creepy and forced yeah, yeah it's, it's like everything homelander does is just well he's about to fry homelander though when he pushed that kid off the ground and he eyes started start glowing right, well he shoved sure. him and yeah. like really hard and he actually yeah. knocked him back and then yeah he was about to fry him and then mm-hmm. homelander was like okay <laughs> and he's like just leave go away and so then finally homelander does leave for now yeah um so that's yeah. where that's where that ended well like i said so far man i've been enjoying this season i mean I can't, can't wait to the next episode. Like I said, I'm good with episode every Friday. I'm good with that. I'm down with that. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't bother me one bit. So, for all my listeners out there, you know, listen to this episode, 
We said a lot of spoilers, but don't let that deter you from not watching it. Go ahead and watch it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You know, watch it's it. a good show, man. It's a good show. I recommend it. Trev and I recommend this show to watch, guys. If you like superhero movies and stuff and TV shows, it's good for you. Like a satire of superheroes, watch it. Or you just like blood and head popping and stuff <laughs> yeah, like that. Popping, yeah. yeah, you like that kind of shit. It's for you. <laughs> so, yeah, so check out Boys Season 2 on Amazon. So that's one topic. Our next topic is this. We're going to talk about um, a game that Trevor loves so much. I think he played it on the PlayStation 1. It's called... No, it's a PlayStation 2. It's a PlayStation game. 2. Yeah. It's called um, the Prince of Persia remake. I Prince think. of Persia, Persia Sands of Time, Time was the original game. Right. And... Um, and Ubisoft just announced that they're they're doing a remake of that game. Right. That's going to come on January twenty first of twenty twenty one, I believe. Um, so it's got away. slightly improved graphics. I mean, they're not overly great. That's probably the one drawback about it. Right. But apparently, it's got new um, new like controls to like apparently um, they're saying to kind of match with modern day controls. And, you know, maybe a couple new parkour-type adjustments or whatever, things like that. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's, it sounds great. I love that game um, when, I, when I used to play it. It was, you know, it just kind of – it had this nice, you know, like Arabian Nights, like mysticism to it. There was yeah. just kind of this very fairy tale, idyllic, you know, just magical – and it was fun, you know, being able to like parkour across, you know, run across walls yeah. and just kind of jump around like a trapeze artist. And then um, I didn't play be able one. to turn back time when you fuck up. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a good thing. I never played one. I played two. That was the, I played the Warrior second Within. Yeah, I played right. that one. And so that's one of the things that I kind of hope they do make an adjustment for with Sands of Time yeah. is that there were certain the battle system was kind of fun because it was pretty neat. You could do stuff like you could actually run up somebody's leg and like flip over them oh, and stab yeah. them in the back. You could. But once you got about halfway through the game, they started having like spears and you couldn't do that move anymore. Right. And it started getting a lot harder to do some of just the casual moves that you had. So eventually it got to the point where I just always had to bounce off the wall and direct stab somebody. And the combat started getting a little hard and stale. Right. Um, Warrior Within kind of really revamped the the fighting system so that, that you had like all these finishing moves and all these different button combinations that you could do for combos and stuff, and it was pretty cool. Um, so I'm kind of hoping they take some of that and put it into the first game, so at least the combat is a little bit more up tempo. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the rest of the game is just is just really fun, and so I'm. I had just been thinking the other day that, man, I really would love to play that game again. Um, I, I sold all of my PlayStation 2 games, but um, it's a uh, – and I, I don't really go back and play those games much anymore. But right. I was like, man, it would be really fun to play that game again. And then all of a sudden, whoop, there's an announcement. Hey, we're do, doing I, a remake. I've so. noticed they've done a lot of um, – some of the older games that was on PS2, I have noticed that they are remaking some of these games. Remakes like, seem to be a huge thing. thing and, is. of course, I'm buying all of them because <laughs> I buy those more than I buy new games. Yeah, because those are games you loved as, you know, growing up and you like. You right, know? and so it's it's nice to kind of be able to play them again without having to go back and play the old version. Right. I can play a new updated version that has, you know, a few new things and, you know, updated graphics and stuff. Well, so far, the, the remake I like the best so far has been Final Fantasy VII Remake. 
Right. And that's been my my favorite remake so far. Because I do have Resident Evil 2. I haven't played it yet. <laughs> I'm not going to play until I play the other games. But that's besides the point. But anyway, yeah, I'm going to pick up Prince of Persia, Santa Time. And I, like, I played the second one. I like the second one. I mean, I never played the first one. Kind of, ah, I should have been playing the first one first. The first the one, one is a great story. It's yeah. and it's really it's really fun. You know, um, <laughs> I, I the second quote. the second one was a little hard in places, um, but right. it was also fun. The Question. third one was fun, but it was a little too buggy, and some of the surprise attacks didn't work. And then once you got into a regular fight, it was really hard to kill guys. So okay, question: the movie. Oh god, okay. the movie. Which which game it is based off of? Uh, none. None. Um, well, sort of the first one. Oh, well, uh, okay. Actually, I love the movie. I have to. I hate to admit, <laughs> the the Prince of Persia movie is one of my guilty, guilty pleasures. pleasures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so it's one of those movies that if it's on TV, I will watch it. Uh. You know. Um, and uh, we actually just watched it uh, like a month or two ago, uh, oh, Leslie really? and I. Yeah, because I was like, hey, I kind of feel like watching that, and you know, showed it to her. Um, oh. But I think I, I like because I liked the games and I kind of like Jake Gyllenhaal in it. He's yeah. just kind of that you know affable. Um, He's a good actor. Man. He is, and so it's it's not a great movie, no, but not. I just really enjoy and it. And I totally Ben Kingsley is in that too. Ben Kingsley is in that. That's yep. right. That's right. I'm gonna go watch it again myself. I think so, I've seen it twice. Right, but that one it 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 kind of is based on the first one because the first one is. Essentially, um, the Prince of Persia and his his father, the king, they they storm uh, a castle, you know, their neighboring country. I don't remember which one it is. Um, and then they kind of they kind of take it over and he and he wants to go for glory. Right. You know, the. The Prince of Persia, the nice thing is, is that in the game, he starts out as very vain and, you know, all about glory and proving himself to his father. And he's very, um, he's vain and glory. Yeah. Kind of like, like selfish right? and, you know, like yeah, Thor. very similar. Yeah. That type of thing. And then as he goes through this game or, you know, as you go through the game and he goes through this experience, he becomes humbled by it. Right. Um, but he's going for the glory. And as he goes and finds the treasure room, he finds this dagger. And then eventually somebody breaks the um, the hourglass that has the sands of time in it, and it takes over everybody and turns them into all sand creatures in ah, this entire okay. castle. So now all there is is sand ca- creatures. And then he doesn't get turned, I think, because of the dagger. At the time. And then the princess also doesn't, and she's somewhere, and you eventually run into her. Right. And then she joins you, but you know, you're kind of at odds because you have her dagger and you know, you sacked her city and all that other stuff. Wow. But, um, but yeah, that's basically the, the plot, the plot. And the movie is similar with that whole sacking the castle, the thing. And he gets the, he gets the, um, the dagger, the dagger and then, uh, you know, she, the princess or priestess or whatever she is in the movie is then, you know, supposed to be betrothed to him. But then it all involves his, his father, Uncle. his father gets murdered, and then you know it, they all blame him yeah. uh, because it was his gift that he was giving to it, like the cloak. And then he has to run, and the, the princess follows him because she wants the dagger back. And so it becomes this whole chase thing. So it's not quite the same, but the beginning is, okay. and the characters are kind of the same. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. 
So, I mean, guess, guys, this is going to be Trevor's new other game he's going to get for next year. <laughs> uh, yep. Many other games he with has all to my, play. With all my other remakes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm playing the Odin Sphere remake right now. I just played Utawari Ramono. <clears throat> just played Saints Row 3, Final Fantasy 7 remake. <laughs> no, God, yeah, you did a lot of remakes. <laughs> yeah, you know, I got Resident Evil 2 on my list. Yeah. So. so that's a lot, man. Yeah, it's all remakes. Right? It's all remakes. <laughs> remakes. Yeah. But yeah, so I'll be picking that up in January with the tons of other things I'm trying to get to. So, yeah, so Prince of Persia, Santa Time, coming out in 2021, January. I'll be picking that up. Are you going to pre-order it or just going to pick it up? I'll probably pre-order it. Okay. You know, it comes with a couple, like... Uh, From who? Best the, Buy? Uh, probably. We'll yeah. see, you know. It it comes with, like, a couple of the, the original swords right. and the original costume and stuff like that. Okay. But. Cool. So, okay, so that um, so that's it for Prince of Persia. And our next topic um, of this podcast is going to be our pick of the week. And my pick of the week is a comic book, like always. It's going to be The Web of Venom. Wraith. I'm saying that right, Wraith? That's how you pronounce it, Wraith. Right, okay, Wraith. So let me give you a quick update. On, I mean, a quick thing on Wraith. Wraith is a character that was... Um, Created during the Annihilation Conquest, um, during the cosmic thing, the cosmic thing in Marvel had way back in 2000 and I see probably 12 or so, something like that. So I like this character. His powers are something of uh, he's like he's drawn like a badass. He got his poncho, I guess in the Western. What you call it, Trevor? And when the the um, poncho with the Western. Um, just a poncho. The poncho, yeah. Yeah, it's a black poncho and stuff like that. It's neat design. I like the way he's drawn, right? So Wraith, the web, the web of Venom Wraith is dealing with this whole thing about Noel. Now, this is going to be a big event for Marvel now. You know, the symbionts and everything. With absolute carnage happening, that happened. Now, what happened is they opened up this world, this prison that the God, he's Noel the God for the symbionts, right? He's released. He's coming to Earth. I said, okay, once again, we're dealing with some damn aliens, ah, whatever. So, Web and Venom, I think, is like a prelude to um, Noel. So, that's the big event that's coming out. So, in this book, it's written by Donny Cates, and I like Donny Cates, some of the work he did. But in this here, Wraith, trying to figure out his past and where he come from and stuff like that, come to find out that he was experimenting on with the same substance of what the simians are made out of, the, the, the parasitic, right? Mm -hmm. So it's the black gooey stuff, and then you see, and he's trying to figure out where it come from. And he actually found the place where he came from. He came from the place where Noel was coming was from, from, that prison that he was held in. And you see him trying to see where you come from, this and that, I don't want this anymore. So what happened in the book Noel actually took the power away from the Wraith. And the, I'm saying Wraith, is, he's, a, he's a Cree. And he was experimenting experiment on it as a kid. So he goes see Noel, and Noel takes his powers away and make a sword out of it. Like, ain't that about a bitch? Like, come on, man. Then all of a sudden, you see he's taking his power away. But then all of a sudden, you see the Wraith. He's getting transported out in space. And you see this light and everything. He ends on Earth. And he sees Eddie Brock. Because he's, he's part of this whole thing also. Because he's Venom. And he told me that he's coming. And all of a sudden, he did it. He vanishes, disappears, and evaporates. I say, damn, dude. This one could have been a badass character, right? Because he showed up in Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. He showed up in most of the cosmic events. I'm like, dude, he's a side character. He could have been even more. He had a miniseries. I'm like, dude, I'm kind of disappointed in this, man. I thought it was going to be something bigger, bigger, better than this. But no, 
you've evaporated, he's gone. He might show up again, who knows? But it's coming, Bush, you know what I'm saying? But right. damn, I mean, introduce his character, Venom, then all of a sudden, poof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but it's okay, Reed, man. So, you know, Web of Venom, Wraith, number one, check it out. It's a one shot. You know, if you wanted to know about Noel and the upcoming event that Marvel got going on, this probably be a prelude to it. So go check it out. It's by um, Donny Cates. And it's drawn by, let me see, what's his name again? I don't want to butcher it. <laughs> I think it's Gwen Villanova. Uh, Gwen? It's like it's G-U-I-U. I don't even know how to pronounce that. It's Villanova, I know. I'm not sure. Yeah, so I'm going to say the last name, Villanova. But anyway, that was the creator for that book. So check it out, guys. I recommend it. If you're a fan of Venom, a fan of Noel, the um, God, the symbiont God, check it out. I know Trevor got one that he was waiting for. Okay, so yeah, my uh, my pick of the week is a comic called Spy Island, and this one's by uh, Chelsea Kane. Which? Um, she, was, she was the writer of the Mockingbird uh, miniseries that came out a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was some years, years ago. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, several years ago, in any case. But that was just a fantastic read. Um, 2015. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it came out in 2015. It right. did. So, yeah, that was, and that was a really good read. It was, it the first five uh, issues especially were very, it, it was a very neat setup in that it basically, you could switch the order of any of them and it didn't matter. It oh, all yeah, kind of right. tied together at the end. It was like little missions in between her trips to right. the, um, like the Avengers or the superheroes doctor or whatever, because she has the super, um, the infinity, in, no, the infinity formula, the one that Nick Fury had. Right. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. She, so she had that. So she had to get regular checkups. Yeah. So you always see her showing up in the, um, the you know, at, in the doctor's office waiting for her checkup. But, and then in between, you see all of these yeah, um, this missions. mission that she goes on, and mostly with Hawkeye. No, it, it wasn't. She wanted to, Chelsea Kane wanted to use Hawkeye, but um, Hawkeye and uh, Mockingbird weren't a thing at the time, and that oh, was when right. Agents of Shield had uh, Mockingbird and. Um, that's right. I remember that. Why can't I think of his name now? Hunter. Hunter. That's yeah. right. Um, so it was Hunter. Uh, oh, that's right. Right. Um, but yeah, so it had yeah. Rolling, man, I'm rolling, rolling my eyes. eyes. Man, yeah, exactly. I right. I didn't care for that much either. No. Um, although it was fun, the very last panel had like her doing a threesome and <laughs> like a cabin in the you know the mountains or whatever with Hawkeye and Hunter. Um, whether that's true or not, she was the whole thing that Chelsea Kane kept saying is that Mockingbird's kind of an unreliable narr- narrator. Right. So did that happen? Did it not happen? Who knows? But um, but it was it was a neat structure because the first five. Um, issues, or at least the first four more than anything, you could put them in any order. You could read them in any order, and it didn't matter. Yeah, that was until it came. Yeah, it came all together in the yeah. fifth yeah. issue. So, yeah, it was pretty neat. It was a fun read. You know, she she definitely nailed the character of Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. I've always kind of liked Mockingbird, but wasn't a huge fan. But now it's like I really like Mockingbird. And after re- that, man, that right. character that she she um actually appeared in the main Spider Man. Yeah, well, she was well. That was the thing. She was starting to kind of disappear, especially after that Secret Avengers thing yeah. where 
they did some like she was brainwashed, but she was really like a scientist who was doing working with AIM or Hydra or somebody. I don't. It was some really stupid shit, and I was like, I don't even know how this ties in with her past. And then she shows up, and, and then you know she Spider-Man. goes like, yeah, AWOL with you know um, a couple others uh, like Quake and whatever. Yeah. And, at the end, but it's just like I don't know what the hell this is. Yeah, they made use for it. So like then, I said, yeah, they kind of ignored that. You know, brought this in, and yeah, and then she started showing up more regularly in a lot of. And other she was dating parts. Peter Parker. <laughs> she briefly dated, dated Peter, Peter Parker. Parker yeah. Um, I like okay, Peter. Right. I mean, but yeah, she showed up in that because Dan Slott was writing it. You know, Dan Slott is a pretty good guy about knowing his comic books, mm-hmm. the characters and stuff. You could tell when he's writing. You know, he bringing back characters that you probably read as a kid. Hey, man, I want to put this character in there. You know, I like that when a writer does that. Right. You know, because Jeff John does that a lot, man. Because you go, you go back to the history of the character. Right. And you go try to make it your own. Mm-hmm. You know, and don't, you never forget what the character came from. Right. And some, I think some writers don't do that, There's man. some that, yeah, they just don't care. But anyway, that's besides the point. Anyway. Spy, so, Spy Island. Right. So she wrote Mockingbird, which was great. I loved it. Um, you know, she came out with a couple other series not for marvel but that they just didn't really catch my fancy mm-hmm. um but when i heard about this one this one seemed more like you know kind of mockingbird-esque it right. seemed very much in the same vein as that comic book so right. i was like let me check this out um so yeah it's written by chelsea kane and the artist is leah mitternick so you can get that name right <laughs> um, well, i hope I, I hope i didn't butcher it i'm just reading it and that's what it looks like it's how it's pronounced um but yeah, it's basically about uh, it's basically about an island in the Bermuda Triangle where there's a lot of spies there, and they're kind of cut off from the world. And um, a boat, co- a ship comes in every week, and they they can't do cell phones, they can't do whatever because it's in the Bermuda Triangle. So it's kind of got this interesting setup where they're on this island. But then there's also this other stuff they keep mentioning, like a kraken and, you know, save the mermaids right. and, you know, things like that. You know, the the Mermaid Preservation Society and, you know, um, and so it's it's also got this little supernatural mystical thing going on. Oh, OK. And, you know, so there's fundraisers <laughs> with all these these other spies from other countries and whatever and. Some spy who's just named Doug, <laughs> which I found kind of funny. Well, they have this shot though. She's talking about, you know, spies are always at these fundraisers because they make good alibis and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, if you've ever been to a fundraiser, you know, chances are 50% of the people, if you look around, are spies. <laughs> and so it, in this, you know, this, um, this dual spread, you know, splash page spread, it basically shows her and then it's showing all these other people in the thing. And it's like IRS, CIA, <laughs> you know, from here or whatever, you know, and pointing out where they're all from and there's this this mask guy he's got kind of a punisher looking mask uh-huh. like way in the back up at the top stairs and it just says doug <laughs> <laughs> Badass but then he shows up later too like waiting for the ship and right. it's like it gives him an actual like last name or something doug but you know nobody knows much about him doug. but i just find it funny it's doug <laughs> with a badass mask right doug. so you know it's it's a lot of you know, she starts out by drowning a dude and she's like talking about how it takes like eight minutes to drown somebody <laughs> in seawater because of, you know, the reaction with your lungs and blah, blah, blah. And uh, and so, you know, it's, it's kind of a little bit of a bored life um, and but a little bit of intrigue and everything. So it kind of just sets up this thing and it starts out with apparently every now and then mermaids can go feral, basically, ah. and attack people. 
Um, and in this case, it looks like one of them did, and that's how the the issue ends. Ah. So then we'll see what's next. But it's a nice setup. You know, it follows a, a main lead character whose name is um, uh, what is her name? What's her name, man? I don't know. Nor- <laughs> Nora Freud. Nora, Nora Freud. Freud. Oh. And then apparently her sister shows up, and she's kind of an expert on mermaids. Oh, okay. She shows up on the island, but. Um, she can tell when mermaids are going to go bad. And so every time she shows up, people <laughs> die. die. So, <laughs> die. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of where it ends. So it's, you know, it looks like it's going to be fun, kind of sexy, kind of, you know, uh, intriguing. And so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I got it in my pool. I just need to pick it up. I'm yeah. definitely going to pick it up. Yeah, and the art's very great, you know, especially this, especially this splash page here where they're about to have sex and it's just – a dude in his uh <laughs> his, his Union Jack <laughs> tidy whities you know. So. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so yeah, I guess you're a fan of Chelsea Kane. I pick it up. Man. Yeah, so I, I recommend that one. You know, give it a try. So I'm I'm looking forward to future issues to see where it goes. Okay, cool. So guys, check that out. Web of Venom, Wraith, and Spy Island. Okay, so here we go, guys. Like I said earlier in the podcast. My top five. I mean, my five. My five favorite. Our five favorite. Right. This, so, is, this is a shout out to Seth Barkley. He mm-hmm. says, she suggested this. He said, you know, like we said early on, top five, I mean, favorite five or top five. I'm going to, it doesn't matter. It's going to either be comic books, movies, anything in general. Right. It can be anything, right? Really. In general. So, Seth Barkley, I'm going to shout out to Seth. He said, Amos, why not just do ice cream? Said, ice cream. Damn, I didn't even think about ice cream. I know, it's one like, I never thought of. I like that ice cream. Okay, I love some ice cream. You know, like I say, I, we, I love ice cream. You scream for ice cream? Ice cream for, for ice cream, cream. yeah. yeah I love so we do. So the thing is, how much do you want to eat it? Because <laughs> <laughs> we ain't young anymore. Right. So we can't eat buckets or um, quarts of gallons or half gallons of ice cream like we used to. So. Right, yeah. So here's the, yeah. I mean, this one's kind of a weird one because for me, it's probably going to be a pretty boring list. Yeah. But, you know, I, I will admit that I love ice cream. <laughs> I, I, I love eating ice cream. I don't do it so much anymore because, yeah, I'll put on too much weight of if course. I eat ice cream all the time. But, you know, I, I can go through a half quart of a or, you know, a half gallon of ice cream in a couple days, you know, because I try and right. I try and limit myself <laughs> to a you know, bowl of at night. But. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I, I love ice cream, but yeah, I, I I tend to keep it pretty simple with my flavors. Right. But you keep it simple. Come on, man. You got to live up and live it up, man. Come on now. I mean, I when it comes to food, I like things that are a lot more plain. I don't like things that have too much stuff in it. And, you know, I'm not a huge fan of nuts and stuff like that. So it limit, and I don't like fruit. So it limits, oh, I a, know lo- you don't. It limits a lot of the flavors that I would actually eat. But um, yeah. Okay, well, go ahead. What's the first one, man? Okay, I mean, so it, my first one is, uh, well, pro- just in general, probably vanilla. Ah, uh, simple. I, I love vanilla flavor. I, I do it too, man. I, I, I have do. vanilla in everything, including this Coke I'm drinking. Yeah, right I now. see that. You so, vanilla Coke. Yeah, yes. no, I, I do vanilla too, yeah, man. Yeah, big fan of vanilla. But you know, you could, you could spice it up. I mean, spruce it up a little bit, man. Put some, like, chocolate fudge on. Yeah, you can do that, you know. You know? I mean, uh, so one of the good, one of the fun things to do is, you know, to put some caramel maybe, but yeah. I love Cool Whip. Oh, oh man. I will eat like an entire, <laughs> the entire thing of just Cool Whip on its own. But yeah, wow. you put that in with ice cream. Yeah. So my first one is vanilla. Okay. For me, vanilla was my first one too. 
You know, the other one is I, I like the other um, flavor that I like is butter pecan or butter pecan, however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. I love it, man. I liked it as a kid. You know, and um, including when there's so many places now when you have the pecans are like huge now. You just, I just like it, man. It just reminds me. I love it as a kid. I mean, like I said, I can't eat a quarter of them, man, because I gained some damn weight. I probably put in five pounds for it. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so butter pecan, butter pecan is the other one I like so much. All right, cool. Yeah, one another one I like is I do like um, chocolate chip. So, oh, like vanilla chocolate, chocolate chip. chip. I don't yeah. like mint, so I, I won't eat mint chocolate chip. But, ah. yeah, I like, you know, I'll, I'll spice it up a little bit with some chocolate chips in there. Okay. In my all vanilla. Right, all right, all right. Okay, cool. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I see. Okay, you got that. So another one I like is cookies and cream. And that's a good now, one. I love some cookies and cream, dog. I mean, I'm going to tell you this. Even when my mom used to get, it's called, you no, know, Bluebell. You know Bluebell ice cream. Yep. I used to have it's like two dollars or three or four dollars back at the time, and my mom used to get that bluebell ice cream, man, the cookies and cream. That shit didn't last but a day. Yeah. Oh, she was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> she was pissed, man. And my best friend Wayman, man, he said, "Hey, man, you got the cookies and cream? I'm like, yeah, let's go get some." <laughs> that shit lasted about a day and a half, man. She, hey, man, like, oh man, yep. You eat all this? And did you eat all this? No. Yeah, yes. yeah, I, yeah I, you I, did. I did. I mean, shit, man, it was good. Lying to your mother. Man, I was afraid. I'm going to whoop my ass. How <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that afraid you still ate the ice cream. Yeah, right. I was doing it. Hey, man, I take that chance. <laughs> yeah, that was that was one on my list. Too, right, it was. Cream, yeah. cream. Okay. So, uh, another one that I like is uh, cookie dough. Oh, I thought I about that. I love cookie dough ice cream. I thought about that. Yeah, man. I love just eating like the the raw cookie dough chunks. That yeah, are in yeah, there. yeah, yeah, man, yeah. Very tasty. Mm-hmm. See, I told you I have stories with my ice cream. I told you cookies mm-hmm. and cream is always it's, it's in my brain, man. It's like it's it's just there. Yeah. So another one. I'm, I hope I'm saying this right, man. I don't want to fuck it, mess it up. It's um praline, par- um praline, praline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, praline. That's it. I like that because I like the candy coated. Uh, what a nuts! I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's a type of nut. It's a nut, or something, and then they got the caramel in it. It's so sweet, man. Mm-hmm. And when I first tasted it, oh, this is good. And she, my mom, was buying that too. Oh man, he couldn't keep no damn ice cream in our house, man. Household, I get it. My sister, my brother, and it's just stop buying it. Yeah, <laughs> stop buying it, man. So that's another one I like, you know. And there's another one I got. Also, I'm gonna say this: I, I, it's chocolate, but I like to do this right here. Mm-hmm. I get my vanilla, I get my chocolate, I put them in together, mm-hmm. and I make a swirl it and swirl it. I used to do it as a kid. Yeah, you got jungle fever, jungle baby. <laughs> and you know what it tastes like? The fucking Frosty from um, Wendy's. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I'm like, oh, this is good. Like, I used to do it all the time. So I mix my chocolate and vanilla together, man. You know, I had to mix it up, you know. Yeah. I mean, I like chocolate, but the last ones, because most of mine are just kind of very, you know, variations of vanilla for the most part. You know, I wanted to get a little bit more specific with the type of ice creams that I oh, like. Oh, it's like Klondike bars are really good. Oh, God. I really like Klondike bars. I remember my my parents used to get them, especially my mom. She really liked them. What so every now and then we would get them. And, you know, I just love the love the way the the um, the chocolate coating was so thin. It would just like crack, crack when yeah. Yeah, you put it in your mouth. So what were they saying? What would you do for a what Klondike would you do? bar? <laughs> what would you do for a Klondike bar? Yo, man, do you still do you still buy them every so often though? I don't buy them very often because they're kind of expensive, and there's only like six in a thing. Yeah. And you know, if I'm usually getting them, my kids will be around, yeah. so it's expensive to get it for them. And then there's only six, so it's really only one night's worth of 
Dude, I actually catch them on sale. That Publix, Yeah, man. if you can catch them, that's a good You know what? They got all kinds of flavors now, man. They oh, got they the got Reese's ton, Pieces yeah. cup, man. They got the Heath. They got the yeah. cookies and cream. I'm like, oh, God. This is so good. Yeah, I like it's, more the um, just like the crunch yeah. flavored ones or just the regular yeah. ones. But yeah. there's Butterfinger. Lo- they got Butterfinger, yeah, too. But there's a lot of good ones, yeah. Damn. So You know what, dude? I'm talking about this shit. I'm going to buy think, me one, man. I think we're going to go hit the store here. <laughs> uh, we'll be back in a minute. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Yeah, shit. I hope my listeners are enjoying this episode. Yeah. Man, that. But you know, and and then finally, one of the main things I really like, you know, I'll eat ice cream in a bowl, yeah. but I love ice cream in a cone. I noticed it's you have. like my favorite is with a cone, and you know, it, it can be like just the regular cones yeah. that you would buy, you know, or like the waffle, waffle cones. Oh, the waffle you know? cones on point. Um, but I especially love the McDonald's cones. Oh yeah, like I don't know, it's. It's just something about that ice cream. It's just kind of this silky smooth vanilla that's just like, mmm. When they got it, that right, yeah, it's just so tasty. I love that. It's been like know. this since I was a kid. Yeah, I will. I will order their uh, their uh, ice soft, cream cones. Yeah, the, the soft, soft serve. serve. Yeah, in like a heartbeat. Yeah, they've I been like this stuff. for years, man. Yeah. It's low fat too. Mm-hmm. I can eat one or two of those, man, but not too many. But yeah, I mean, they got that right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yo, guys, you know, this audience, this is our, our favorite ice cream, our five favorite. You know, like I said, you can mix them up like vanilla and chocolate, make your own concoction. You know what I'm saying? I, I thought it was like, tastes like a frosty. Right. Or you, you know, mix up butter pecan with something else. Who knows? Right. It's, it's your choice, man. So here, that's the thing. If anyone's trying to butter us up for something, you know, now you know the way to our heart. Damn right. <laughs> damn right. So anyway, guys, so Trevor. I thank you for coming on like always. Oh, of course. How do people catch you on your social media? Uh, I am on Twitter at, at Toshiro No Ronin. And you've been very busy, I see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk another day about that. And you can check me out at JustBeingAmos.com and also on my social accounts on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at JustBeingAmos. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Peace. Just be in the